Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Hopefully Don't Break Up. I'm Julia Rossi. And I'm Will Miles. And today on the show, we have the delightful uh, Brad Lawrence and Cindy Freeman. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> you did a really good job with the hellos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. You guys are married? Yes. yes. How long? Uh, it was, we just passed our seven year anniversary on May 31st. There you go. Nice. nice. That's my birthday. No, no, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's that. how we, we celebrate that You guys knew it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> how long have you been together total? Um, year, a year and a half before that. So. Yes, but eight and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I know that one of our dates was uh, Obama winning the election. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. That's fun. That was amazing. And so we were not married yet. It was still a date. Right. But that's how I keep that keep kind of time. Keeping track, yeah. yeah. How did you guys meet? <laughs> hmm, you want me to do this or? And that's uh, the first election, it, right? Yeah. Should we well, do it okay. in, in tandem? <laughs> we, uh, I, I was a regular at a bar mm-hmm. um, that was in uh, Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, where they had a go-go burlesque night, and they were having a Halloween party. And my friend Jody and I went to the Halloween party. Um, he went as Phil Spector, and I went as Lana Clarkson, uh, because classy. Um. <laughs> and I'm going to stop you right there, because basically I had um, I had just started doing burlesque. A friend of mine looked for go-go girls. I'd done it one time before, and that was the night before Halloween, and I met his friend who said, I'm going to be coming to the party tomorrow with my girlfriend, and then he shows up with Brad in a dress. <laughs> so it started with me, you know, really like, yo, Jody, this is your girlfriend, you know, and uh, they kept saying, girlfriend's got food poisoning, and I was like... Yeah, the girlfriend was my roommate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she got food poisoning, and so, like, between bouts of not being able to leave the bathroom, she went and got me the strappy dress she was going to wear. Right. Yes. Um, and I put that on. And really, a blonde wig. And a blonde wig and no makeup, so he was really washed out. Like, the only thing and I you think could... I like a three-day scruff, actually. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing I could tell was that it looked like he might... He probably went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Or nice. if he didn't go to the gym, he was just, you know, genetically blessed. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could tell that, but the rest of it was, you know, I basically said to him, you are the ugliest woman I have ever seen, and I mean that in the most positive way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you knew you were in love? And he said, yes. what did you say? Well, okay. just to, All right, here's the thing. Um, we got to this Halloween party. We walk into the door, and, like, I, I you can see it's a shotgun room um, clear to the back where the go-go booth is. And I saw her back there, and she was she was trying to do this mummy striptease with like a ripped up bed sheet she had wrapped around herself. <laughs> Spent hours sewing the strips uh, together. It was a train wreck because it just it, all of it all of it bunched around her knees, and so she couldn't like move her her it, it legs from the thighs the, yeah. down. I mean that's kind of funny. Yeah, and so, well that was what, that was yeah. what caught my eye was, but at some point she just like she's trying and she just gives up and starts laughing at herself, and like people right. around her are laughing with her, and I was like that's. That's pretty intriguing, but I'm not going to hit on the go-go girl while she's working because that's crude, unless I'm like really, really drunk. So I proceeded to get really drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's sort of how we met. And oh, then and then yes. he he uh, he I kept telling him he, he told him he was ugly, and he said no, I'm beautiful. And he he's, to prove it, he was going to go-go dance. I made that dress work. Yeah. So he out there right he now. got on the go-go booth and out hammed me so we were doing nice. the faux lesbian stuff together only he's uh-huh. a straight man and he was out hamming me and I I appreciated that because usually I'm 
kind of person that often people tell to tone tone it down, <laughs> and and he was bigger than I was in many ways. So I I was intrigued by this, and then um, he got really drunk, yeah. at which point he he said, "What was your line?" <laughs> My line was. We should hang out sometime when you're in a dress and I'm not. Yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> it was a great line. And uh, I, I kind of explained to him, I kind of explained to him, because clearly his friend before had been really drunk, and clearly they were really drunk again. I, I don't party that hard, and at the time I was taking a, like a good six-month break from alcohol, so I was completely sober. And um, I was saying to him, like, you know, you got to understand I'm not a, a party animal. I'm actually pretty focused on my career and stuff like that. So it's like... I, I, he was like, we should hang out. I'm like, I'm totally game. I'm just letting you know, if you are looking for somebody to hang out and do Molly and go crazy and get drunk every night, I am not your girl. And you said... <laughs> Look, <laughs> I've been making out with all these girls and yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm looking for something that's going to last. <laughs> <laughs> making out. <laughs> yeah, and I told him that was one of the sketchiest things I ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had you not had serious relationships before this? I was in an eight-year relationship oh, um, okay. that, was, that uh, had blown up about three, four years before I met you. It was a relationship that it, they it blew up and got back, and it's like every time they blew up, she would beg him back. So it was, yeah. it was yeah. the kind of thing where when it finally ended, you were just like you had a three-year regroup. Yeah, yeah. Of just partying and... Partying and also making like really bad choices. Yeah, mm, yeah perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh God, Jesus. I think Christ. you need that though. That's a good yeah. time in and, everyone's life. And I ran into him at the end of that three years. Yes. And, perfect. And he was done with making out with all those girls. That's yeah. Make, again making out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the polite way of putting it. I you know I think. Um, yeah. Do you guys still have the dress and the mummy costume? We have the purse. You have the purse. The mummy well, the costume. The dress belonged to Alexis. Oh, Jody's yeah, girlfriend, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have your purse. The the mummy costume, yeah. I don't think it got home. It's, it, it was just <laughs> one big knot of string at the end of it. But that's I, awesome. So that was, yeah, that's how we met. And then uh, um, and there you go. Yeah. And then gave him a chance because he won the costume contest. Oh, and okay. so our first date was... Um, well, the, the, the prize for the costume contest was a gift certificate to a fancy restaurant for two sweet so there you go yeah and that's there what he did so within yeah. a week we were at a fancy restaurant for two and he, and he he and promised was... me he looked he cleaned up well yeah and he did yeah when i first saw him <laughs> i had no idea who he was and i was like you know i saw him from there i was like who's that and then he walked up i was like oh i had to oh, say that... you know dress blonde wig yeah that's that awesome. is pretty interesting to not did you not look him up because this is, what, 07? So well, was, that's, I can say it really briefly. That's another story. But basically, um, I had a date the following day. Uh-huh. And that date went so badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy actually uh, on the date got a call and was away for a while when he came back. I was like, what was that? He goes, oh, it's my wife. There's some problems with the kids. And I suddenly realized <laughs> I'm on a date with a married man. How did you meet Whoa. that guy? Um, it was somebody that I met years before on doing a film. He was an editor and I had been a PA. And it's just we ran into each other at a burlesque show and you know it'd been years and it's like let's hang out and then all of the everything was so flirtatious like when when I said this I'm like wait a minute I thought I was on a date and then I was like 
you're beautiful. I can't wait to be alone. Oh, God, I am on a date. You're just a married guy. Oh. How confident was he, too, that he was just like I don't know. taking the call and coming right back? Like, yeah, that was my wife. So, anyway, what are you? Uh... Yeah. So, yeah. That's ballsy. Yeah, so it's after, very ballsy. After that date, I, I called a lot of friends, like, really angry and kind of crying and, like, what is wrong with people? And I am off men for a while. I am not dating. I'm not going out. So I was not checking him out. I was done. And then I, I had given him a flyer for a storytelling show I was doing uh, on Monday um, and a, he just showed up and that's actually where I saw him and I was like who's that and then he walked up to me and then I was like oh that's that guy oh um, and then I was very nice to him mm-hmm. and um, then we had that date and so when I finally said I am taking a six month break I am done is when uh, we ended up together okay yeah oh, nice. I mean, that's yeah. Austin how, how had you had what was your longest relationship before that uh, four years. Okay. Yeah. And how long had you been single at that point when you met? Oh, dear God. As far as like a serious relationship, it would have been 15 years. There was like that long distance thing that lasted a year that I couldn't get him to commit. Yeah. There was that summer fling that I thought was going to be something that I, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, constantly being dumped by guys who were, um, free spirits, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I couldn't I'd been looking for love in terrible places for fifteen years. Okay, in all the wrong places. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to quote Rihanna. Uh, and then, or he, Eddie sto- Murphy. Oh, then yeah. he stole he stole my line on our first date, where um, I'm, a friend of mine she had gotten dumped as well. At a certain point, we'd both gotten dumped. So I was. Um, I bought two picture frames for both of us, and I was like, "These are our picture frames." And uh, these are for the guys we're going to marry. Oh, wow. And I said, and I'm, I'm done with dating um, commitment foes and I'm done with dating free spirits. You know, at this point, I just I'm, I've had too many broken hearts. The second I hear that somebody is not interested in a commitment, I'm, I'm over it. But I knew enough that you don't say that on a first date. And, and then I'm the out first with date. not on a first date. And then we're on the date. And what did you say? I can't remember the exact wording. Yeah, he, he was like, I'm sick of, I think it was something like, I'm sick of being the guy that the that women find the day after the divorce when all they want to do is like mess around and they I'm, I kind of want something that's going to last. And if you're yeah. not interested in that, I am not, this is never, like, I don't was even just waste like, yeah. my time. I'd been like, I'd been... I've been I've been just like I've been a train wreck for yeah. like yeah. Yeah. And for a while it was it was a fun train wreck yeah yeah and then I was just sort of like and a dry engine block it was but I know I know how that is I was that before yeah. I met her but then, yeah and I related to this terrible movie Good Luck Chuck by with Dan Cook oh I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean yeah it's an awful movie and he was it was a bad movie but but I love the premise was like he would date somebody and then. That would just be a thing, and then they'd marry the next guy, and that was what happened to me right. over and over again. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you found your love of your life after us? Okay, cool. Yeah. But I love, and it like totally proves our point because I'm, mm. I'm, I've always been a big believer in it rules of dating or bullshit. Oh yeah. So when you were like, oh, I know you're not supposed to say that on the first date. It's like, no, say whatever you want to on the first yeah. date. Right. Like if yeah. someone can't handle what you're saying on the first date, they're never going to be able to handle you. This is true. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know it's way easier said than done, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, but, a friend of mine once was famous for saying you, you will know everything you need to know about somebody on the first date. So if they're a half hour late on the first date, if they have health issues on the first date, if their mother calls screaming on the first, like whatever happens on that first, that is going to be the rest <laughs> of the relationship. Oh man. Interesting. Is, so not a big believer in sex 
second chances, huh? <laughs> I've found that to be true because yeah. I've given people second chances. But yeah. so it's like, yeah, that first date, you know. Well, well, first date with like, him was I, amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> to tell you where I was at in my dating life, we were like making out on a on a street corner or whatever. Yes. And she's like, and I'm gonna, I'm going to go home. <laughs> And I was like, because I, I think I said, like, you're going to go to my place or your place. And she was like, well, I'm going to go to my place and you're going to go to your place. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, and she said, like, you know, call me later or whatever else. And she got on the subway and I went home. My roommate was sitting there. and I was like, she didn't. Uh, we, I, it was going well. And then at the end of the night, like she went home and I went home to my place and we didn't we didn't have sex or anything or like go back to either. Is that is that anything that happens? Yeah. <laughs> Can dates go that goes, way? Yeah. <laughs> that's how. That's what I did with you. Yeah, yeah. Because I had been on a, a about a year tear. Yeah, for and, sure. And he was the first person that I was like, I'm going to go home now. And I did that three times. Yeah. Before it's, anything uh, happened. Shocking that I stayed around. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew. Yeah. It's just I, a thing. So why did, why, did, why did you? I mean, I know why. Yeah. In your own words. Yeah, why I stayed <laughs> around. Why did you stand around? Why did I stay around for three dates? I was like, you know what? This is different than the good luck Chuck situation. I was like, this is not going to end with her being with the next guy. Ooh. I was like, I know I'm going to lock this lock this down. So whatever I got to do, <laughs> so was three it, dates, five dates, I was like, whatever it is. Was it the chemistry? Was it the... Yeah, there was an initial, even before we started dating, just when one of our friends was like, Julia said you're cute. I was like, Julia said that. All right, good to know. Mm-hmm. Noted. I've always, int- I've always been intrigued by her. I want to, want to find out more about that. I was that. like, oh, he's cute. Yeah, yeah, but in my mind, it was like, <laughs> Will's cute. <laughs> I was like, oh, that you might, you must talk about it for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, it was one a night, di- right? I love bursting your bubble of how you think no, the story no, no. went. This well, is how the story went. <laughs> well, like, I, I just have to say it now. You look so much like my prom date. Oh, nice. I, I, I immediately like you without even knowing. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. We usually have our guests ask us questions. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, does anybody ever ask you how you've met? Oh yeah. I mean, we've. This is what our thirty first. Yeah. No, thirty third, thirty fourth, whatever, thirty third episode. So we've, for people who've been listening, we've probably repeated a lot of our stories right. ten so you times. Not that we one, can. Though. We can listen to the back podcasts, you know, and, and find out. I yeah. listened to the Chris Gethard. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Podcast today and i think you guys went into it or went into something about it about how you met and how you got together on that one yes yeah i mean we always talk about it a little bit and i think sometimes new stuff comes up um no one's written to us yet and been like shut (laughs) up but um, (laughs) the minute that that day happens we'll still keep talking about (laughs) (laughs) no he i mean the gist of it is is that i had been in two long-term back-to-back relationships Mm -hmm. so uh, for like so 11 years of dating or not dating, like serial monogamy. Yeah. Uh, and then was like, I'm out of jail. And so I was really enjoying myself and then met him like a year later and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back in <laughs> so jail. No. So romantic. But this yeah. jail was like a nice, uh, you know, corporate 
yeah, crime yeah. jail Absolutely, where you yeah. get a lot of sunshine. Or it could have just been like, you know, yeah, or not playground jail. or something. Yeah, playground. Yeah, we could just call it something nicer. <laughs> Why am I such a monster? Or the ones where they put the child molesters. That's the... Uh, what? I, yeah. I, I, I work at a prison, so you I do. Really? Okay. I teach storytelling at a prison. Oh, that's that's, cool. that's awesome. Like yeah. That. So, uh, so because of that, I I know people talk, and I know certain things, and I have discovered that there are special jails just for the uh, child molesters and people who've been caught with uh, child pornography, because they tend not to be violent offenders, right. and that the violent guys uh, would really enjoy causing damage to them. So it's like they just they have their own separate facility, um, where it's uh, it's not violent and it's pretty quiet and yeah. it's a cushy job for anybody who is uh, like a not child. Well, yeah. well involved yeah. in the prison <laughs> industry. Yeah, anybody sure. in the prison yeah. industry. So if you're a guard or if you're in education or whatever. It's a cushy job because these people, a lot of them tend to be educated, so they end up be, yeah. be smart. They are interested in things. Um, there's never violence. And so there's some psychological issues, of course, that you know one has to be aware of. Is that the one you work at? No. No, I just, I had an acquaintance who was getting a job there and he was so excited. And I was like, why would you be excited? <laughs> and he was explaining it's, it's, you know, I don't have to worry about violence. I don't have to, you know, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be, you know, they, they get to go out in the sunshine. They, they aren't yeah. controlled as yeah. much as they are. Uh, but they also will put high, um, like high risk, high risk or um, um, like famous folks that when they are sentenced could be put in places where people might want to do them damage to be known as the guy who took out blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. So, you know, those people will end up at the child molester prison because they're going to be safer there. That's crazy. Well, Unless there you go. That's sure what you want. I'll stop calling. I don't mean to call relationships prison. It's, it's not what it is. <laughs> I would also like to point out they put Lil Wayne in the regular jail. I love teaching in prison, though. It's nice. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. sounds super interesting. Yeah, no, that, that would be a fun job. Like, she got an award. It's rewarding. I, I yeah. Oh, I've got such a husband boyfriend yeah. thing to do. <laughs> you got a, she got an award for... Uh, Volunteer of the Year. For nice. Her. Yeah. Well, that's just great. Hell yeah. She she shared it with a uh, <laughs> like a 92 year old uh, Jehovah's Witness minister who has shown up every day since 1979. Holy wow. Shit. And you just like elbowed him out of the way, and you were like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I'd like to thank. Yeah. 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 Um. So what was it? Not to get off the topic of prison. <laughs> but we did it. just finish watching all of season four of Orange is the New Black. Yes. No spoilers. But um, what and was it? we all know it? that's a very accurate depiction. Of what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Well, no, it's not. Well, this word is going to hold for topic. Yeah. Back to love. What was it about uh, our producer Megan is laughing because she knows <laughs> I'm always the one that's like, let's. Back on topic, guys. Reel it in. <laughs> no organic conversations. We are here to talk about love, goddammit. Um, what was it? So you had the first date, and then did you know on the first date that there was something different? Yeah, I went home, and I called all of – I had my little cronies, mm. um, and I called them up, and I went, that didn't suck. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> And um, because every date had really sucked. Yeah. And um, so it's like there was it was like I'd really in, it, it, it wasn't that nothing horrible went wrong. Like I actually really enjoyed myself. He he's a he's a funny guy and he's smart and, and, and you can't see him on the podcast. He's, we'll put a picture. Put a picture. You guys man. are a gorgeous mm -hmm. couple. Yes. Yes. Both in yes. great shape. He's strapping. <laughs> Beautiful strapping faces. young man. Um, but um, I just 
he was just funny and smart and entertaining and could follow me whatever tangent we were on was entertaining to him and he you were making I had just done um, an interactive thing for a party where uh, it was in honor of Sting and so um, mm-hmm. he was just sort of making fun of it in just the right way where he wasn't putting it down but just like making it ridiculous and that was that was very he's a ball buster yeah I love a ball buster yeah, yeah. and also it was Sting you gotta bust balls <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> did you know on that first date then on the first date, um, yeah, I think I did. I'd been train wrecked. Um, I keep saying that. I don't. I, I'm painting this picture of myself as just like this sort of nuclear crater. Um, <laughs> picture this, with a which, long beard and like <laughs> yeah. tattered um, clothes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think I was. I think I was probably. I was. I was probably as guarded as you were in certain ways. But I was also like, I think this is something. You know, this is. Um, because what struck me immediately was that she was, I never met anyone as motivated as mm, mm-hmm. she was, you know, and sort of as, uh, <laughs> I had a lot of, I had a lot of friends who were artists. Um, air quotes. Yes. just used air quotes. Yeah. Uh, which meant that they um, called themselves artists while they did anything but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it was very clear that she was, uh, making a living as an artist, like 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 really uh, like slogging it out, and someone like was just like it was like on top of being like, oh, this is a, this is a a smart and sexy woman, and like all this kind of stuff. It's like also like there's this real drive and motivation um, to do this thing that's very hard. Like it's very easy if you make it big and get rich right away, but for like people who like actually make a life as an artist, I'd never seen anyone who actually had done it before. Mm-hmm. And she was like so clearly like someone who was just on top of shit um, in this way that I'd never I'd never been around that um, really. And I was just like I was just fascinated with with um, just someone who had that in them, you know. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. You were Aww. drawn to it. <laughs> he took to it pretty well too like he had an idea on his solo show and I was like well I've done a bunch of solo shows and he was like really? I'm like yeah send it to me and give me notes and I read it and it was genius and I'm like I have no notes it's genius and so yeah. had he, had, were you doing art before you met Cindy or did it I mean yeah I, but I kind of I would I would be like I would take a I would go to an acting conservatory and take all those classes and then I would I would have no idea what to do after that and I would just live out of a car Totally good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I'm an artist living out of a car. That's not yeah. a great story. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Where'd you find parking in New York? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't That's... have a car. It was no. I lost. I lost the car in D.C. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The, when the city of Washington D.C. got the car. Um, but yeah, I, I was. I had. I, I had no. Uh, um, I was doing things, but it was very sort of like hit or miss and kind of catch as catch can because I just didn't like at one point somebody we knew uh got a book deal mm-hmm. and I and I was like oh that's that sounds like I'd be cool and she was like you want a book deal <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah that, that's that is like that, that is the next step of what I'm trying to do and she was like well what's the first step yeah <laughs> like, and like no one had ever asked me that question it was yeah. like I as write a proposal and she's like you should learn how to write a proposal <laughs> <laughs> all right all right when yeah. you're smart it's just that easy yeah. <laughs> i know what you mean but, it, but it's it was you know it, it, tell me if i'm wrong because this was my take on it he had um 
moved to DC and knew he wanted to, he had been an, a fine artist and he was too uh, isolating. Isolating. So he had moved to DC and decided maybe I want to be a performer. So he got into this uh, school and it was really exciting. And the next step was New York and his girlfriend, uh, they were back together by then and they were moving to New York. So he was off to New York. And through that, he got involved with an acting school where they would have him write little scripts um, to for the students. So he was doing a little bit of writing, and he was uh, helping them out. And for the directing class, you were acting in that. And then he met somebody who liked his writing skills, so the two of them wrote a screenplay, which actually got made as a film. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> that's, a lo- that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. But, My so, name's not on it. But it's sort of like oh, he was wow. like... You got screwed over. No, he no, purposely I took it off. Oh, wow. oh off. it's bad. <laughs> Damn. It just it got away from by the time it was actually getting ready to be to be made, like it had gotten so far away from anything I wanted to be associated with that yeah. I was like, I am begging you to buy me out of this. Yeah. Stuff. It got like made in the theater for theaters? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Ooh, think it was a good luck theaters Chuck? long. <laughs> 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 well, suffice to say what what he wrote was a, a story about a past a youth pastor who has an affair with a a younger person, like somebody who's 15 or 16. Oh, this is perfect for the prison thing. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they're, it's, it, and it was basically painting how um, that kind of religion um, doesn't give you tools for the complexity of human emotions. And when he gets out of prison, it's a, it's a train wreck um, because she's been waiting for him and he's like, realized what we did was wrong. That's what oh, that's he a wrote. a good story. Right? What they turned it into was a romance where the two of them, when he got out, got back together because they were meant to thing. be. Oh my God! Ew. Which yeah. is not That's at all disturbing. What it was yeah. about. Yeah. So he was like, I. It was not. It was like almost the opposite of the message he was yeah. trying to write. Yeah. But anyhow, they paid him thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. They did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. yeah. That's what so, you want. <laughs> but it's he was you know he was this sort of pile of raw talent, and somebody would say you're good at this, and there was a, that TV show or that film that you did where you were like some crazy scientist. You were oh, like oh the super- Dale Crawford thing. <laughs> that was I knew I knew a guy who like. He made these sort of like weird, super cheap sci-fi shorts and that kind of thing. And he would like just pay to you dig like you'd end up in Woodstock, New York, running hey, around hey. like driving some vintage uh, convertible around uh, the hinterlands of New York, um, saying the dumbest things into a camera that were like was so much fun, but it was nuts. Yeah. 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 So he was Dale Crawford. If you look him up, you might see Dale Crawford. Please look Probably, up Dale yes. Crawford. <laughs> but before we got together, the whole thing was like his his career was sort of like where the wind would blow him. So he was always doing something because he had so much talent. And yeah. I think that I was, I gave up on that years ago because I never, I didn't like where casting agents would put me. I didn't like how I would be typed out, which was usually uh, vampire lesbian. Uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's amazing yeah. to me how many vampire <laughs> lesbian movies are out there. So, Didn't Willis so from many. Different Strokes try to put you in a vampire lesbian movie? Um, no, he tried to put me into a comedy troupe, but I got hit on by so many people at the audition. Alive? I don't when, know. When he this said, was uh, 16 years ago. When he asked you to join, did you say, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yes, that's probably exactly what happened, Will. Yeah, the, aud- <laughs> the, aud- the audition itself was, was so unpleasant. Well, I, I, had do no think, oh, I do think it's a great sign of, because this, we've talked about this before too, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, listeners, but this is the first time that I've dated what felt like a creative equal Ooh. in that, mm-hmm. um, well, and that's not to say, I mean, I've dated creative people. Right. 
But where I think our sort of attitude or goals were a little more similar, but also where there's a support system. Um, And I definitely think we've taught each other things that each other needed to know. Like Will's been really good about teaching me like not to sweat the small stuff Mm -hmm. and like don't let like jealousy or like comparing myself to other people Mm kind of interfere with my work. Hmm. I also come from a fine art background though. So that's part of that where it's like, Your only competition is yourself and fine art, really. Yeah. Yeah. The long lasting effect you're going to have. Whereas I come from an Italian family where (laughs) all they do is (laughs) talk about other people and gossip (laughs) and say everyone's talking about you and make you really paranoid for your entire life. So if if he's, if Will's helped you with that, what, what, uh, is, you know, because there's always a balance and people have different skills. So what if I also was sort of like you were with, with, uh, where you guys were, where I was, I had no, I had no direction really. Mm. Cause I moved yeah. to New York just having done stand up in Chicago. I had opened for some people more famous than me. And then I was like, yeah, I'll just do this for a long time. And then I, <laughs> I was like, this will be, this is a, and I'll always be, cause I was always a teacher at the same time. I was like, I can just go for years just being a teacher and opening for more famous people and then see where that rolls. Yeah. And then, uh, like I had started to, I guess, get some traction out here mm-hmm. with stand up. And then that's where she came in and was like, you know, you can have jobs mm-hmm. in comedy. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I like, well, I like started writing packets for things. And then I was like, this is actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, got like everybody, agent and all that stuff, manager, and just been getting sent on stuff. God bless. All very new stuff for me, but I I didn't know. I've had two managers, and both of them have dumped me. Really? Yeah, but both of them were like really crazy, so I'm probably better off. I'm on my fourth. Really? Yeah. That makes you. It's like dating. Yeah, I just go through literary agents like, like candy bars. Yeah. Do you dump them or do they dump you? Um. It's where we're we're in an equal mix at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah, neat. <laughs> but there was but the first one that I ever dumped was there was um, a solid six months where you watched me sort of storm around the apartment, uh, screaming his name at the top of his lungs. Why? What did the agent do that was so? Oh, for fuck's sake! I well, had this. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Um, Fuck yeah, especially about this. <laughs> okay, because yeah, um, it was this thing where like. I had a proposal out, um, all these meetings, like you got all these meetings. With publishers? And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and good meetings, HarperCollins, Penguin, all those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and like they were all very positive and whatever else. Um, and it's all looking good. And like the closing is going to be on a, a, this Tuesday. And I say to the agent who will go unnamed, I'm like, well, what if no one comes to the table? And he's, he's like, like four four houses were bidding on this thing. Um, and they weren't taking was, it seriously. Like, he's he's up for the moth. They go to the moth to watch wow. him in person. To yeah. s- and then right. when he won, our boy won. That oh, was the text awesome. that Adrian yeah. was getting from, like, the editors. And so, like, it's looking very positive. But still, I am, I'm, I'm still, you know, feet in the dirt. And I'm like, what what happens if no one comes to the table? Like, what do we do? Yeah, and he's like, "That's not going to happen." Um, you know, that like this is going to be uh, there. There's going to be a bidding war. It's going to be awesome. Don't worry about that. And I'm like, "Great." And if no one comes to the table, what do we do? And he's like, "All right, there's a plan B. There's other publishers I haven't gone out to yet. Um, so we'll just like go back to the drawing board. We'll put it out to those publishers and see what happens." 
Um, but I don't think it's gonna happen because like this is gonna this is gonna go went nowhere sank like a stone. No, no a one single came, person to, the came table. to the wow. table. Wow. No. Uh-uh. Nothing. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that like one editor like had a shouting match with her publisher like in the offices because over the book and she lost um, that shouting match. Yeah. And but that was it. Like nothing happened. So I'm like, all right, fine. Plan B. Let's go. There was no plan B. There was nothing. And then like, he, he, he had blown his entire wad on that on go. On plan A. On four. Yeah, but it yeah. told but me there was a plan B. There's like hundreds of publishers, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the point is is that whether he sent things out or not, he wouldn't even offer a list. And then years later, you found out that he had been diagnosed with an illness about oh. that time. And so in hindsight... Yeah, I didn't find out until like... I found that out years later. What yeah. a dick. Time. So at the time, obviously, you were, yeah. So in hindsight, yeah. probably what happened was that he... Because he was really surprised when Brad left. And it's like... It's probably one of those things of, oh, no one came to the table. There's a plan B. Oh, I have to meet with doctors and start chemo. Um, yeah. I'm not going to sure. let this stand in my way. I'm distracted. I'm distracted. I'm distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. You left me. What? what yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, we, a... so in, in hindsight, it was probably that he was distracted rather than he was actually being a, a <laughs> a, a dick but what would have been nice is to say um i i well, have a my, personal yeah. issue yeah that's uh, gonna my get in the way is, like i'm a big boy i you can you can you can tell me the truth and i'll be fine no matter how ugly right. the truth is but tell me the truth as mm-hmm. opposed to just you know? blow, like the guy basically strung him along for six months just like dating yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and then i it, mean so much of the entertainment industry and i'm guessing dating, other yeah. in- industries too probably is like like business is like dating Mm. you know like when you when someone walks into your office and you either like like them or you don't right away you have chemistry you you know like there's like certain it's weird like you can sense it yeah yeah being honest from the first meeting (laughs) with everyone it's like oh either this went well or i don't see it (laughs) just like with with a girl that you're like a guy whatever when you're going on a date and you're like within the first couple minutes you can be like this has potential, or this is worthless. This I went through a period of uh, internet dating when it was when it was like when when Tinder was called Nerve. That was yeah, what I was doing yeah. it, and like I just whatever for whatever reason I was drawing people who were I was their last hope before the end. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, and I, I remember like I I got very adept at just sort of like one drinking out, just being yeah. like, well, it's great to meet you. Um, I hope whatever form of suicide you choose is very painless. <laughs> Man, they were like, just like really depressed. Yeah, just like people who are just like just sallow and just. Like, oh, just I, like, I had I had more than one day tell me about their suicidal tendencies, and then I had one specific that just I hope he's okay wherever he is. But you know, it's like I, I, I it was an online thing. He was a filmmaker, a handsome photo. Yeah. Um, it turned out that we were having a lunch date on a Saturday on what we didn't expect to be the hottest day of the year. Oh no. So I'm in like a little mini shirt and the shortest skirt that I've gotten mostly because I like wearing that, but also because it's cool. Yeah. And I'm walking to the date. And when I get there, he's chosen to ride his bicycle. He's wearing, um, like, you know, cargo shorts and a t-shirt that's now completely covered in sweat stains. He looks like he's just moved one of his friend's apartments. Mm. He is, 10 to 15 years older than the photo so it's like it's not all dark hair it's gray hair yeah 
and then we get in there and um you know it's i think you're like this too where people just open up to you uh-huh yeah so um he just started talking about how he and his son had gotten into fisticuffs a couple of times and that he <laughs> into what fisticuffs like fist fighting like oh. he said Marcus I, of Queensberry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he goes, Well, my son hits me and then it's like I'm defending myself. So I don't I'm not Whoa. I'm not a child. Oh, he goes, gosh. But I don't know what to do with it. Like I can't call the police because I, and I don't know how to do and so I was I was trying to like navigate that with him and uh, he's like, I haven't made a film in X number of years because this is, you know, ever since the divorce and I've got full custody and it's so upsetting. And so I basically, at some point, realized I'm giving this man therapy. Yeah. Fucking, we're not on a date anymore. So I gave him really good therapy and gave him some ideas on, you know, maybe the kind of support lines he could call. Oh, and no. then, um, <laughs> and then we left. And he he emailed me later and he said, you know, after that date, I realized I'm not ready for dating. And I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I said I'm say. really glad that you said that because I was wondering if I should tell you because you 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 need to put your house in order and. You care so much about your son, you know. Yeah. But I love. I, yeah. I was gonna say I love that you for a second were like, should I not tell Brad that I'm looking for something serious? And meanwhile, like people are telling you, like I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. And like, but I like the fact that like your immediate response to the to the fact that you're not on a date anymore um, is not to leave, but to actually provide the service, like yeah. person therapy and like finding the right helplines and that kind of stuff. Well, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I relate to you and it, and it, you know, in, in dating, it was a, a disability of mine for a while where like little broken birds would fly my way yeah. and I'd be yeah. like, come on, oh, oh, let, me, oh, let me take a look at that way. Maybe, maybe being with me could fix it. Like I'm like, and then they fly away to become, you know, I guess it's a sort moth. of like, What's the what's the movie you just said, Mister? <laughs> good no. luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good luck chucking that comes from ladies. That's why the movie too. had potential. That's why I watched it. But you know, they just didn't do it right. <laughs> Let's make a good luck Chuck reboot, everybody. But I do think it's there's, you know, it, it's it's tricky when you are a compassionate person. Who, like, I used to want to be a therapist, mm-hmm. uh, not to you know to say, tell everyone the most enlightened person ever. Yeah. But I do have a yoga mat next to me, if anyone noticed. Of course. And um, you know. I'm just like a really great person and no but I tend to like I've had been with men in the past it goes back to business I'd be a bad business person where I'm like oh I don't even like them and I know this isn't gonna go anywhere but like I feel like I could help oh it's the worst that's a a terrible place to be that was my train wreck your contribution and that's so appealing yeah I was like my pussy is like Prozac (laughs) you know like the mother like Mother Teresa gets called a saint all the slut when you act that way. I think, Whatever. I, I think um, you should write a book called My Pussy is Prozac. My Pussy is that Prozac. Is a good it's title. probably going to be a chapter in my book. Also, in regards to that relationship that you had, uh, you said the dad got full custody. Yeah. That's a bad sign of a <laughs> yeah. relationship. It yeah. wasn't a relationship, it, yeah. was, it was a single date. Oh wow! This no, was no, one yeah. date. Yeah. No, 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 his, no, no relationship. his relationship. Oh, his yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so the dad never gets full custody. Yeah. No, not unless the mom is like a train terrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just like the only times I know the mom was either crackhead or like yeah, dead. Yeah. Or so. So, uh, yeah. so when did you guys decide to get married? How long? Like, was it like right from the jump? You guys were within on? within a couple of months of us dating. He was saying. He would, he would, he would I remember you rolling me on my bar stool towards you and just rolling me around saying, would you say yes if I asked you? Yeah. But he didn't yeah. ask. Not that I'm asking. But it, it, he was hinting at it early on. 
Yeah. And the only I've had acquaintances who got married too quick in the honeymoon stage and then yeah. found themselves married to someone that once it the rose or the, you know whatever it is wore off so my whole thing was like we are not going to get married in the first year but you know I, I I feel the same way and so we 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 were talking about it almost immediately but we didn't we put it off for at least like you know at least a year and did you do yeah. a formal proposal yeah <laughs> at a burlesque show oh nice I was yeah. in pasties her burlesque show it was a uh, I, I, I got a a ring that had a stone in it that would match her wig. Nice. Perfect. Um, what color was the wig? Flaming pink. Flaming pink. Yes. yes. Um, and I talked to the, like, she had a guest host that night and her co-producer. I talked to the co-producer and the guest host. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to, like, after curtain call, I want to take to the stage and pop the question. And, you know, I just need you guys to set that up for me. And they're like, great, no problem. And so the end of like the all through the show, he like Joe, their co-producer, tells all the other girls in the show what's going on. So whenever she goes into the dressing room, they all shut up. I thought I'd piss somebody off. I thought that because <laughs> when I get nervous, I can get bossy, and then people are like, "Wait, she?" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm being bossy." So then I tried being nice, like super nice, like you look pretty, and they're still not talking to me. <laughs> and then the second I'm like, and I'm like, are they talking? And they were because they were planning yes. for my proposal. Yes, and so like the the, the the curtain call. But he had told her there was a band going on in this venue after the after her show, and Joe was like, "You gotta you gotta get through the curtain call real quick." And he was trying to make room for me to do the proposal. But right. the excuse he was using is that the band's got to get on stage, like right after the show. But nobody told me that well, no, before you proposed. Right. So she's like going through the curtain call, and then I interrupt the curtain call pop the question and she's like and she's like oh god yes yes I'll, yes I'll marry you and then she goes and that was we had Pinky Special and, <laughs> and we gotta get out of the room real quick and, yeah. and then Joe's like no you don't and I'm like but you you said he goes and then he had somebody else he goes get to have your moment and he took me off the mic nice but yeah right back to outro in the show I, had, I was given a task. The consummate professional. I was yeah. given a task. <laughs> well, we have to wrap things up. No. Um, I know we could talk about this stuff all do, day, but do oh, we? Yeah. Do we? What? Whatever it is that you was win. your intention, did you? Did Hell you, yeah! Well, we end every show asking our guests to share, you know, sort of what they think has worked for them. Just sort of a final, final thought, if you will, to our listeners about relationships, love, whatever dating anything i feel like we like we have a very shared life mm -hmm. like like we our passions are like we have different projects different things each of us each of us are doing but our passions sort of run parallel and and we do a lot of things together as well and i think that we are we're both like very supportive of one another and we're yeah. very engaged he thinks i'm awfully talented <laughs> and it's like i i have a, i've just been i've always had self-doubt and it's like it's hard to have self-doubt with him telling me how amazing i am all the time yeah. mm -hmm. so there's a lot of mirroring back to people actually you got a high compliment today um where rosie larouge said she that right now with everything being so dark in the world the only facebook post she's reading are yours Oh. Because nice. uh, it's such Blood a for Brad's Facebook yeah, post. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> she said you she you remind her of um, of uh, John Stewart. 
Oh, oh nice. There you go. I was expecting Dr. Phil, but also. Yeah. Awesome. John Stewart. <laughs> Anyhow, um, one thing that I think that we really do well is in the midst of whatever fight we're in is we have a way of taking a step back and trying to figure out, like right now there's some stuff going on where it's just there's not the po positive energy we want. And there's some other things going around that are really negative in um, one of the scenes we hang out at. And Brad brought up, he goes, you know, we, we talk, we complain about that a lot. And it's we complain about why that's wrong and we don't talk about what we would prefer. And so we need to sh shift that up. And it's like, so it's rather than just get stuck in the mire or why are we so negative? It's that thing of, you know, yeah, figure we're, out we're, 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 feedback loop. we're trying to solve something that we can't fix and that's getting us frustrated. So let's start thinking about other conversations like he let's change the conversation. Yeah. So there's like even when things are really sour or weird or strange, it's like it's like what is the story we're telling? What is what is the feedback loop we're in? What are the walls we've created? And we also have a thing about really trying not to go to sleep angry, you know? Of course. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. 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 I had a, I had a girlfriend, the, the girls were for eight years. We used to go to bed angry all the time. And, <laughs> oh, you're just angry for days. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, we don't make that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much for great. being Thank you for having us. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome yeah, and uh, everyone listening, please uh, follow and subscribe to the podcast. Rate us. Leave nice comments. Share the podcast with friends. Also, our theme song. Taught is... Abroad by the album. It's out now on Spotify, iTunes, and... Apple Music, Google Play, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, Taught Abroad made our theme song. My boy Chris. And uh, give him all the love you Give us. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.